Hello, I'm Gemma Kearney and this is Sorry Not Sorry brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate, a podcast helping you take time to actively choose pleasure. Finding quality time for ourselves is so important for our overall well-being and we want to do something about it collectively. Remember how to enjoy ourselves. Together we're empowering the next generation of women to choose more pleasure than the last. Because according to research commissioned by Galaxy Chocolate, a quarter of Brits have admitted that they're simply too busy to enjoy themselves as much as they'd like and 18 to 34 year olds rank themselves as the lowest with regards to happiness at just 5.9 out of 10. Pretty shocking, right? In this second series, we speak to even more interesting and inspiring guests to get their take on how to find that time and what they choose to do with it. This week, I'm joined by Toby Oroden, a journalist and entrepreneur who founded the digital lifestyle platform Black Ballad. Thank you for having me. I feel really happy being here. Do you? Yeah. That is good. That makes me happy. So (laughs) now that we've got our drinks and nice things to slurp on, we also have an amazing chocolate hamper that Galaxy have treated us to. So do you fancy some? Yes, I do. I really want the truffles. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Go on then. Thank you. Help yourself. I'm going to go for a honeycomb crisp. I love honeycomb. I mean, I, I would like to be having a bath and all of this, to be completely honest. Take it old school. That's so good. So you're amazing, Toby. Thank you. You're really amazing. <laughs> I'm in awe. I don't really know where to start with all of your achievements and accolades in such a short amount of time. For those that aren't initiated with Black Ballad, let's start with that. Yeah. What is it and how do you go about it in terms of day to day? So Black Ballad is a medium platform formed by black women. And basically, I had the idea that I didn't think there was anything out there for black women. And I really loved magazines like The Stylist that kind of tackled careers, sex, politics, um, just everything. So I was like, "Mm, maybe I could create this. So then I created it. And then on a day to day, what don't I do? (laughs) I edit content. I meet with advertisers. I'll work out like a PR plan if we've got an event coming up. I have to kind of do investment meetings, which is always super interesting. I kind of do the financials well my co-founder is actually my husband right so he kind of is the as someone called him once the money man Mm -hmm. so he kind of runs me through the financials on a weekly basis and stuff like that so that's kind of like my remit of the business so your actual real life husband is your actual real life business partner correct so how do you separate work from love You know what? It got a lot easier when we were married. When we're at home, we kind of just switch off. Like, it's just, you know, we work long hours in the office and when home is home. So we don't really do anything Black Ballard-esque at home, apart from Sundays. Sundays is a working day for us. Is it? Yeah, Sunday's a working day. And does that bother you or do you just love it so that it is actually a part of your life and it is a part of your relationship? I do kind of love it, you know, because we have like a newsletter that goes out via our newsletter list. So we kind of work on that on a Sunday, we send that out on Sunday night. And I think it's kind of the fact that it's, it feels so special to so many black women mm. kind of keeps me going. So like when it's re- when I'm really tired, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to write the newsletter. Or I don't want to edit or I don't want to go over this contract. I'm just kind of like, you know what? You're filling a gap for people. I think it sounds very romantic, but I kind of think you should work for passion if you can. Mm. I'm very lucky to do that. Um, so that's what keeps me going. Um, but no, we have good boundaries. And I think there's a clear division of labor. In business, I'm the boss. At home, my husband's the boss because I'm super indecisive. I'm that annoying person that changes their, like, restaurant order, like, five times. And my husband can kind of make a decision and just be done. So I think it's just great, you know, dynamics. And, like, I like my husband. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) 
I do like him. I, I love it. It's very inspiring. And there's something very youthful about it. I feel like oh. just the, the generation slightly like after me, you, there's not a huge difference in our in our age, but there is a good five years. And I think it just makes a difference in terms of, I think people are choosing jobs that make them happy. Yeah. So therefore, maybe sometimes the kind of work hours ratio to personal fun social times can kind of blend a little bit more. Yeah. And I've also been in a job where I've been super unhappy. My first journalism job I got, I was really unhappy in it. And I remember like kind of just every time going into work, just feeling like a super like sort of sadness. And like, I just was, I wasn't even myself when I was out of the office because it like affected me so badly. And now I kind of created this job for myself where of course I get tired and of course there's sometimes I'm like, oh my God. But like when I go into the office and I get into my work I feel good and that's what will keep me going and I think sometimes if you want to fix a problem like don't moan about it just do it or give it a go at least. So you've worked for a lot of big you know known pu- yeah. published yeah. newspapers magazines etc yeah. reel off some so that we get the context of of your cv okay cool so i have worked for ipc media that published marie claire tv times my f- most recent full-time role was at the bbc in the stories department which was an amazing role and then i freelanced for buzzfeed stylist grazia the paul um vice i newspaper uh, the independent wow. Guardian so yeah I've done quite a bit and what gave you the impetus just to go it alone because I think when you work for big names stuff with historical legacy Mm. it's really hard to get that inner confidence and have the time (laughs) to start your own business so I was kind of freelancing for a while but you know I think my mum is with that generation baby boom generation where it's like security 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 she's like you've got to get a full-time job so then um, I kept applying for some full-time jobs and I weren't really getting anywhere so I was kind of like (laughs) it sounds so funny now I'll create a whole publication and then someone will hire me right because like who does that and I was like that shows drive creativity tenacity and then I created it and then I was like I don't think I want to work for anyone <laughs> I want to do this so then yeah I did that and I fr- continued to freelance I've only been full-time at Black Battle for the last six months actually I just realized that I was just happier doing it I think there's a new way of thinking I think we think to be secure you need to have like a nine to five but I don't think that's going to really work out anymore I think people are doing side hustles alongside their day-to-day jobs I think people are kind of I call us the DIY generation do it yourself like if you see a problem see a gap in the market fix it yourself so I think I'm just kind of going along with that new kind of style of thinking as well I really applaud it. I appreciate it. I adhere to, I think, you know, this idea of having a DIY generation with a limitless amount of opportunity is so inspiring, though Mm. it is overwhelming. Yes, it is. So how do you stay so bright, sparky, positive (laughs) and happy? So I call Saturday my sacred day. Yeah. Like I literally stay home. I might get out of bed around two. I have breakfast. Oh in wow! Bed. So a big lion. Yeah, that yeah. is a major lion. Yeah. yeah, and I and I always tell myself I deserve it. So like I will literally have like mu- music playing on the Alexa in the bedroom. I'll cook like yam in the morning, and then like once I've eaten, I get back into bed. I love it. Um, like I might read some like articles on my phone. I try not to open my laptop so like two o'clock I do that and then I just spend some time with my husband like we'll binge like this is 
Belfast, Blackish, and like Love Island. So, because I think like before, I used to think like relaxing had to kind of be this big fancy thing, like a hobby that would really impress people. But I really cherish kind of like, I love my home. I love being at home. I love cherishing like my, my safe space and feeling good in it. And sometimes I might have friends over for dinner parties. I really love throwing dinner parties. With I my love girlfriend. throwing a dinner party. Yeah, you can be as loud as you want in your house. Yes. And no one can tell you like, no, you can be as loud as you want. You can cook what you want. No pressure of how much the bill's going to cost at the end. Exactly. You've pre-planned all of that. No one's going to get funny and say, I didn't have that drink or uh, whatever. Exactly. So I think like a good mix of like, I really love being at home. And beforehand, I used to always be like, oh, I wish I could like be a proper party animal, but it's just mm. not my personality. So yeah, I love having friends around and chilling out and like watching, as I said, like things on TV and like my husband's a huge basketball fan. So like we watch like basketball on the weekends as well, which is super relaxing as well. So yeah, just doing those things really, the simple things. I'm definitely going to say that we need to make a campaign to bring dinner parties back because there's this idea that they're just a bit mumsy. It's a nope. bit 70s in terms of tradition, but nope. dinner parties are wicked. They are. And and as a single woman of the world, I want to go to dinner parties where people have set up at least three or four potential suitors. <laughs> My friends actually keep asking me that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know anyone. I'm just like, I don't know anyone. Um, but no, like, I just I just love spending time with my girlfriends. I love, like, like talking to them. Because I feel like there's just a chat you have with another woman that is just so precious. Mm. And I really cherish that. And, like, where I work so much, sometimes I don't get to see, like, my best friends as much. And my best friends have been my best friends for, like, 20 years. So we try to schedule in something every couple of months. And I love cooking for them. And I think I love the achievement of, like, doing something for someone else as well. Because I think sometimes... You can kind of take your work so seriously that it can kind of feel a bit self-indulgent. And I think sometimes you just need to like check yourself and be like, have I done something for someone else that has supported me on my journey and hasn't really pressured me into like seeing them? So I do love cooking for people. Lovely. Is there a, an eventual goal? Do you have, you know, the idea of, of, of a success that would make you feel happy? Or when you start something like a platform that has like endless kind of opportunities, yeah. are you just rolling with it? I think it's a bit of both. I think I think now there's like three of us and the three of us are able to work full time with that ballad. I'd love to be able to have a full team of staff of about nine people just because the three of us are kind of doing running a whole media company and there's so many hidden parts to it and it, it, it's a lot of pressure on three people and I think if you're an employer as well you really have to make sure like the people that you employ are happy because you don't want to be employing someone that's miserable and working someone to the bone and I have a great editor in Jendela Benson and I just think she does a lot my husband does a lot I do a lot so I'd love to employ a team and also journalism black journalists only make up 0.2 percent of the media so i'd love to kind of help that problem by employing people and we're currently kind of in our investment round of kind of like raising money getting a team on board so that's something that i'm really striving towards i'd love to achieve it by the end of 2020 i feel it i feel like you can you've got yeah. the energy yeah do you do anything else to actually gain the energy and the motivation? So you do the relaxing, which obviously helps replenish. But is there anything else that's, that's part of your your weekly, monthly, daily rituals? Going to the gym. Okay. I like go to so I go to the gym about 
usually in the morning. I like do it really early in the morning. Every day? No, 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 no. I no. I used to be like, I'm going to do it every day. But I was like, no, Toby, be realistic with yourself because you can set targets that are just too high. So uh, I go to the gym like twice a week and then Pilates on a Saturday. Perfect. So, yeah, I go to the gym and I think now I'm 30 I thought that going to the gym was all about my physique but I realised it's more of a mental thing like I literally just feel good like after like doing a 15 minute run on the treadmill and then doing some weights like I just feel good and I think that kind of shifting kind of how I see the gym has been healthier for me as well because I think I used to go to the gym and be like okay then I can't eat this and I can't eat that but life is about pleasure and food is like one of the most like pleasurable things in life so I love going to the gym and do you think about food? Because yeah. you love cooking. Yeah. We were digging straight into the hamper. Yep. Is nutrition part of your daily like, life? Do you think about it? Yeah, I think about food, but I think that more of a cultural, from like more of a cultural perspective, because I'm like British Nigerian, I cook a lot of Nigerian foods at home. So it really kind of helps me connect with my culture. Mm. And that's really something special to me because both my husband and I are Nigerian. So I do love, if we, if we come to a dinner party at mine, I am cooking Nigerian food. Like everyone knows. What's your signature dish? Mm, I do cook a mean tilapia fish. Mm. That's like in like a spicy like red stew. Jollof rice, which is like a like spicy like red rice that most people cook. I can I can do that really well. But I do love my tilapia and people love my tilapia as well. Mmm, you're making me hungry. So yeah, and then like with some plantain. Is there anything that you would like to try in terms of pleasure, hobbies, activity? So you're very focused in terms of what your work is at the moment, but yeah. do you sometimes find yourself daydreaming as to uh, as to uh, something that you might want to do in your in your social time? I definitely want to travel more. When you, I think, when you're not, like, I suppose, running a startup, you kind of have to restrict yourself in terms of holidays. So I try to do one a year, which is like when I was in uni, I was like, if someone said you're going on holiday once a year, I'd be like, are you, are you crazy? No, but I definitely want to travel more. Like I have a list of places that I want to travel to, places that I want to explore cultures that I just want to kind of feel I really want to do that a lot more and I think sometimes travel doesn't even have to be out of the country mm. like just you know I've been saying for ages I just want to take a road trip to somewhere in England just drive just see where we end up and like just like book a hotel and just like do it so like yeah traveling is something I want to do more of travel is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world yeah. I love it and I think it's really a special thing that you can do in your life and share with your loved ones but doesn't have to be luxury and expensive no. So I totally agree that you can do it, you know, if you've got 48 hours and you just want to get out of a city or you want to experience another city. Or yep. it's, there's a whole there's a whole kind of wealth of knowledge out there of tips of things that might suit our, our personal taste or needs. So definitely get out there and do it. Yeah, I'm going to. It's one of my 2020 things to do. So do you ever go out for solo dinners? If you are a big enthusiast of food, is that something that you feel confident to do? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do it, but I do sometimes feel like people are staring at me. <laughs> or do you know what it is? I feel like the waiters are like, are you okay? Do you think? <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm really good. Like, I'm, I'm really good. Especially when I'm into a really good book. I love to kind of go read put my book down like eat my food and then pick my book up again so yeah I do the last place I did a solo dinner was at Genesis which is like a vegan restaurant in Shoreditch okay um so I do like solo dinners actually and what was the last book that you read the last book that I read that I loved was Queenie by Candice Carty Williams 
I really loved Queenie. So it was funny. Thought it was oh, it, it was it just it was just amazing. I loved it. What did you love about it? I loved the fact that she was unlikable. <laughs> Because I feel like, oh, you should really love, like, women always try to be liked all the time. But she was quite unlikable in parts. But she was quite vulnerable. And, yeah, Candice managed to write her in a way where I want to stay on her journey. I want to stay on her journey. Hopefully there's, like, a follow-up book or something. So, yeah, that was the last book I really, really loved that I read. What advice do you give to others that are listening to you that are feeling very inspired right now? You know, it does really seem like you've got things sorted. You've got, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. So how can we be on the same sort of journey? <laughs> I would say comparison is a thief of joy. It seems like I have things sorted, but like, you know, I have friends that own a house and I've always wanted to own a house. And I'm like, okay, I don't own one yet, but that's actually okay. My journey is different. And do you get inspired by your community of, of readers and, and people that are, part of black ballad yeah always because i think sometimes especially social media everything's so loud but there are so many people doing things so quietly that really go unnoticed and sometimes you might just be scrolling through instagram or you might be just looking at someone's story and you're like oh my god someone's doing something super inspiring you know there was one woman i know she was kind of you know helping to kind of curb period poverty Mm. and she wasn't making a big deal out of it and i was like we should really highlight women that are kind of doing that in the community and i think when you read feel good stories about other women doing good stuff it makes you feel good as well so yeah the community does inspire me amazing i think also i think we're defined by age and that's really really bad Mm. i feel like everyone's like you must be like be like married have kids by like 25 or 30 and i don't necessarily think that's true i think age is a really weird sort of uh concept that we're supposed to live our lives by so i've kind of let go of things like that because i didn't really start like my I suppose the better part of my career until I was like 26 and that's young but when I was looking on social media I used to see influencers <laughs> like 21 22 being millionaires and I was like why am I still in my mum's house please <laughs> like why can't I afford to go out with my friends and this 21 year old made a million from YouTube like, and I, just, I and now I look back on it I think that's such a stupid thing to like compare myself to like so yeah don't compare yourself and don't let age define your achievements what about social because you did just describe going online and seeing you know younger people yeah. making more money yeah. do you have to make time to not be looking at your phone I've really tailored my phone like so like who I follow are like mostly my friends and I think people that are I think I have a healthy relationship in terms of being an influencer if that makes sense I've really like tailored my phone my Twitter feed my Instagram feed so it doesn't really affect me in a negative way but that took a long time to do I had yeah. to really work on myself and really like work out what was good for me and what wasn't good for me I think there's a difference between being inspired and being intimidated mm-hmm. so yeah and I actually enjoy scrolling through my phone now because a lot of my friends travel I follow a lot of travel blogs so I kind of feel like oh my god I like mark places I want to go on holiday here and that really inspires me and especially like when I've got a holiday coming up I'll like follow those people and be like okay they went 
wasn't there. So we should try that. So I'm really happy with my phone. You've tailored it yeah. to you. Yeah. That is such a good bit of advice. And sometimes I have this fantasy of somehow creating a day that looks a bit like a spaceship with a, bit, a few people helping me and having all of my um, social feeds on big screens yeah. <laughs> and just like tapping what I need to unfollow, unfollow, yeah. toxic, toxic, yeah. toxic, toxic. I want more of this. How can we, you know, just like somehow yeah. curating a safe social networking spaceship around yeah. me because it definitely affects your well-being and your psychological process, your day-to-day, your sleep and all the rest of it. it and we, we need to be responsible for what we're taking in. Yeah, especially because you, you, when you wake up, the first thing you reach for is your phone. Mm. So I try not to go on my social apps. I'll try and like do something that's a bit calming in the morning as well. But I also love the pop culture element of being on social media. Like at the moment, I'm watching Love Island, yeah. which is super like relaxing. It doesn't take too much brain engagement and like on twitter you'll see people and the commentary is just so hilarious and i think that's it's that's you know you're part of a little community and i I love being part of things like that that you know don't take yourself too seriously so yeah tailoring your feeds is what i would say yeah uh it's just about people connection um and being kind to ourselves isn't it really yeah and being around people that make you happy i think that's really important i think you know one thing i've learned is that i'm also really not fussed of separating myself from people that don't make me happy i feel like as human beings as well sometimes we get pressured into like being around people that are not good for us Mm. because like oh you know like they're going through stuff you should support them or like you know just be a good person and tolerate and I just feel like that's just really not fair on yourself and especially if you kind of you know I have to kind of get myself up in the morning because sometimes you don't know where your check is coming from and if you feel really down on yourself you don't want to do your work and you don't want to go to your business so I am very like if you're not good for me bye Mm. which can be quite cutthroat but I think it's for the best yeah as you get older, you realise that, especially friendships. Yeah. Actually, all relationships, it does include family, unfortunately, yeah, sometimes. sometimes it just it does. In terms of tailoring yeah. the way that you would be available for someone in, yeah. your, in your friendship group or your family. And yeah. I just think it changes all of the time, yeah. depending on what you're going through, what they're going through, what's going on in the world. It might even be a political disagreement. It could be anything. It can be anything. So you have to constantly just keep checking in as to whether your environment and that includes people is making you feel good 100% and I think you get busier as you get older and I'm just like like I'm like where did the time go like through the day I did all of this I'm like why is it like six o'clock like what yeah so I really cherish spending time with the right people it makes a huge difference to your life I think yeah um so I do really like certain people in my life like I I cherish spending time with them okay Toby one last question I'm giving you an hour to unapologetically do whatever you want after all pleasure is a fundamental need to be celebrated what are you going to do with that hour uh breakfast in bed Mm, yes yeah toby it's been amazing to speak to you honestly your energy is infectious and you're very wise oh that's nice which is always nice to spend time with wise people i'm definitely going to be thinking about how comparison can really mess you up (laughs) 
<laughs> and yeah. to eliminate some of that. Thank you for joining us today. Thank and you for thank me. you to everyone for listening, who I'm sure are inspired as well. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for more incredible episodes brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate. Yes, the truffles are being yeah. munched right now. <laughs> and if you're feeling particularly generous, then you could give us a whole whopping five stars. And yeah, just do share it. If you got something out of it, it's nice to share the wisdom that is. This is Sorry Not Sorry, brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate. Until next time, make sure, and I mean this, you find yourself an hour to just choose pleasure regardless of what it is, as long as it's making you feel good. <laughs>